Cool. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Storm the Empire, and they have a new EP called Within Chaos, There's Beauty, set to release later this year via Artillery Music Group, and I'm being joined by Dale to share some more information about this release, as well as what the boys have got coming up. So, Dale, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. How's everything going? Everything is going beautifully well as far as spring is here finally oh i miss the canadian springs man i really do there's <laughs> nothing like the, nothing like the canadian springs you know the winter's behind you you can start getting ready for the summer this is very true now when you were in canada because where i live a lot of times we don't get spring we kind of get uh yesterday was minus 20 and snowing and today is <laughs> plus 20 and the snow is melting so did you get an actual proper spring uh, yeah, well, obviously, being in Kelowna, we, we got the proper spring. What tended to happen is that, like, uh, our summer would come early, if I remember correctly, and would would, like, cherish the spring because when summer really hit in Kelowna, we'd get the really bad forest fires. Mm. So then we couldn't really take advantage of, you know, going out and into the wild and camping and all that stuff because everywhere would be covering fire and smoke. But... <laughs> You know, yeah, like, um, yeah, we did get to, I did get to have a proper spring as well. And, uh, yeah, it was good. I miss it. I miss the place very much. And I've got plans to go back very soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to storm the empire better this time, Dale. Yeah, for sure. I will storm the empire a lot better this time. I've got no doubts about that. <laughs> now, you mentioned ago trying to go everywhere and there's fire. Is that what sleep and flames is about kind of like a cheeky way of talking about going <laughs> camping <clears throat> um sort of so actually um we wrote sleeping flames when there was a forest fire in penticton funny enough i don't know if that's just an a coincidence but it might have been it's it's more about um for me personally sleeping flames it's it's about dealing with the pressures of society and sometimes the standards that are put on every individual from society and there's kind of this, uh, you, you'll find as you go through the interview, this, this reoccurring theme with the band is that we like to have all the band members have their own personal connection to the song. So the song will mean different things to each band member, right? And normally what happens is me and Rob will generally meet up for a session. And unfortunately, me being in the UK, we're doing a lot of our sessions online. But we will have the inspiration for an idea. But Rob will have what he wants and the idea and the vision, and I'll have my vision for it. And uh, Rob's is more about the political statement of, you know, uh, the things that were going off all over the world at the time, you know, Australian wildfires, um, everything, you know, all the bad stuff of 2020 leading into 2021. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, um, yeah, we generally just let each band member and have their own way with each song. So they get to put their own unique flair into it, which kind of what gives us our own unique sound, in my opinion. Yeah. I was watching the music video for Sleep in Flames, and yeah, it kind of almost seemed like a, uh, I don't know, a documentary on the life that we experienced last year. Yeah, it it very much is so, the music video is, and that's because I, I feel like people forget you know, the history's mistakes. And I feel like sometimes, you know, you've got to remember the history so you can learn from it. If you choose to just ignore it and let things just go by and go, oh, yeah, that only happened a week ago, so it doesn't really affect me anymore, that's when the mistake will happen again. 
sort mm-hmm. of thing. So that's why we kind of went down that path of the music video for that. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, obviously we learn about history that happened 100, 200 years ago, 500 years ago, and we say, well, somebody in the class will ask, well, why do we need to learn about this? Mm-hmm. And the teacher will say exactly that so we don't forget about it. And there's usually some smartass in the class like me that says, well, then t- let's talk about what happened last week and how that could have been avoided if somebody had paid attention in your class. For sure, right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the reason, you know, it's so important. People do that. And people do this thing as well where they go, well, because it doesn't affect me, I don't have to worry about it. And for me, that's not a, it's, it's not an excuse that people should use personally, right? Yeah. I think if, if you have... If you can do something to help, you should do something to help. But, you know, a lot of people have just done this thing nowadays where they go, not my not my bad, not my worry, and therefore I'm not going to get involved, right? Uh, well, and here's, here's an interesting one as, as well, Dale, because uh, there's a few different ways to look at it. And one way that I had read recently was that the human condition – has he evolved up to the place mm. where it has currently evolved and it has been in this condition for, what, 125,000 years or something because mm. uh, evolution moves slow. And so, therefore, if you take the exact same human and you put it in a situation in which humans tend to belong, you're going to get a series of results that are predictable because that's the human that exists. Mm. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying there. So we're like certainly programmed from a an instinctual point of view, sort of thing. Is that what you're trying to get at? I'm trying to understand. Yeah, I don't know what kind of. Yeah. If I, I don't know if I use the language of design or programmed, but um, where where humanity lies right now is mm-hmm. up to the point that it's developed. And if you put this human as it has developed up to this point, what's up, babes? Hey, buddy. If anybody's wondering why, we just got my camera working. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Now you get to see me. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Fantastic. Because the human, and if you want to look at it as you know, a program, if that makes it, makes it easier, you know, Microsoft mm. Windows is up to Windows 10. Therefore, there is a predictable response that you're going to get when you put Windows 10 into certain situations. Either it can handle it, and it does beautifully, mm-hmm. or it can't handle it. Uh, now, in the case of Windows 10, it's because it wasn't designed to handle that. And yeah, for sure. In the case of humanity, it's just because we haven't evolved to address the the stress or whatever that's caused the issue. Mm-hmm. And so what this particular – I can't remember who was a psychologist or um, an evolutionary biologist. But basically what they were arguing was we can't learn from history because this is who we are. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, so it's almost like the reason that history always tends to repeat itself is because we're designed to repeat it from a genetic level, sort of thing, or like instinctually. Yeah. So no, that's that's. I'll, I'll have to look into that. It's quite uh quite an interesting thought. Really, I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. I've always taken the belief that if you can do something, you should. Providing that you know it's it's within your own means to do it, and you you're comfortable doing it, and it's not going to endanger you in any way. You should try, you know, and, th- and that's where I, I I come from because I've always come from in my life where I've not where I've ever had any help. So I've had to learn as I've grown older 
that to get help, you've got to give help, but also ask for it as well, right? And I think that a lot of young people do struggle to ask for help nowadays because they're almost ashamed of it, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, you know, we all don't have the answers, but if we all come together, we can certainly have better odds of getting the right answer or the right action. And, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Yeah, Leap of Faith, uh, sorry, Sleeping Flames, going back to that, It's uh, that's really kind of what it's about it's about not not look at the mistakes but remember the mistakes so we can do better going forward mm. that's that's really what i would say the whole the whole concept behind the music video is right yeah and i'm sure if you were to ask any of the other band members like i said because they've all got individual uh ways that they look at the song they'll probably have a different answer but that's what makes a band a band for me mm-hmm. yeah well the interesting thing is because this is so recent in watching the music video. It's almost like I'm not watching it as a spectator. I'm watching it as the person who was there and or watching it myself, you know, mm-hmm. not, not too For long sure. ago. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, when we were talking, when me and Rob were kind of like putting the music video together, we were talking like, do we want to go down this line? Because for me, I think it's a very ballsy move for an up and coming band to do as well. A lot of people would look at that music video and go, I don't know if I would have done that. <laughs> so for me, I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, we've got to try and let people remember that, you know, this is what happened. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to remember uh, what's the name of that song. How can we sleep while our beds are burning? Is it kind of a similar idea? So, um, maybe. I, I can't really say because I've not heard that song in a long time. I'd have to kind of like go back and listen to it. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Midnight Oil, Beds Are Burning. Mm. Perhaps. Okay. Midnight Oil. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay, now something you mentioned there was uh, Leap of Faith. It's another track on uh, the album, and I immediately thought of Inception because that's who I mm-hmm. am. Fair enough. Yeah, you can't so. go wrong. <laughs> it's a good film, man. It's a good film, Inception. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. I was going to watch it recently, but I didn't know if I wanted to or not. <laughs> Just in case if you, you wake up one day and you can't get out of the, uh, the dream. <laughs> yeah. And I can't find a thing to spin to find out if I'm in. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, that's in, in a total different direction, uh, Leap of Faith, because... There was, um, obviously, uh, it's, it's about us as a band, you know, kind of going, well, are we going to, are we actually going to take that initial leap and try and try and make this as successful as we can and having trust in each other and being able to fall and rely on each other as well. And for me, it's like, obviously moving to Canada at 23 with no freaking idea and taking that risk, there was a certain element of that involved in that for me. I did moving halfway across the world, not knowing where I was going, where I was going to be, and you know, managed to find all these musicians, you know, great musicians like Rob and Jake and Norman and Andy. Um, yeah, and every time now that I watch the um, listen to the track, and it will be released on the fourteenth uh, of May, I just can't help but remember being with my band. <laughs> So for me, it's a little bit of a sad and a, a happy experience because I know I'm going back to them sooner or later. But in the same respect, I was like, oh, man, I should have never I should never have left. <laughs> now, incredible story. Maybe take us a bit through that, because 
when most people come to Canada, usually anyway, mm-hmm. um, especially coming from your side, they would end up in like Toronto or maybe Montreal yeah. or something. Um, but for you to make it all the way across over and not just Vancouver, but Kelowna. So, um, I mean, kind of, kind of what happened for me when I was coming over, I have family in Ontario, um, which I never met, but then I also discovered I had family, um, in the Okanagan. I never met. I didn't, my, I called him my uncle Tony, uh, but he's actually my third cousin. And as I was planning on moving over, he messaged me and, you know, it was very helpful to, get me started because he knew what it was like as an immigrant to try and get started in a new country, you know? And so I managed to get over there and, you know, he supported me and all that stuff. But my main reason for going over was to expand my own personal music, uh, experience. Um, because I spent most of my life playing around, uh, the European scene. Right. And growing up from 13, you know, at 23, I was like, no, I need to come over. So, yeah, and I'm. <laughs> it's a funny story. I, I met Jake um, through a, through a, uh, an acquaintance at an open mic night, and then I also met Norman as well, and we started building a band. And at the time, we weren't called Storm the Empire, and then we met another drummer, which didn't work out. And the funniest story is the way that I met Rob. Um, I went for a job interview at a manufacturing place, and. <laughs> I basically stole his job off him. <laughs> uh, he was, he, I didn't steal it off him. Um, I was outside <laughs> on my phone. That's what immigrants do, Dale. They steal jobs. <laughs> he was actually leaving to go to, to, to school, but I like to say I stole the job off him because it's funnier that way. Yeah. Um, but I was on my phone listening to a, a rough demo track of one of the songs that we were recording at the time. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he was like, hey, do you listen to metal music? I was like, yeah, I listen to metal music. And the place we worked for was quite um, a Christian establishment. And, you know, for me and him to listen to heavy metal music and all that stuff, he was just went, yeah, I used to do music and all this stuff. I went, dude, I'm looking for a singer. Do you want to come to a, a rehearsal? And he was like on the fence about it. And then he came and I was like, holy smart, holy moly, like this guy's going to work. And then we found Andy much later on down the line. And Andy is our drummer, but he's also our producer as well. And he's a phenomenal producer. Like uh, he he went to university for it, and he's got he's got he's a little bit older than us, so he's got the experience. And sometimes he plays that uh, that role of like experience, you know, like try and do it this way. You know, he's a little bit more wiser than we are. So yeah, that's how all the band came together. Wow, <clears throat> cool. Now this EP within chaos, there's beauty. Mm hmm. Is there, and I'm kind of getting a vibe, but is there a concept to the EP? Um, so the concept for the EP is, it's, it's kind of, well, it's not hard to describe. It's, it's more of like um, dealing with like the things that society don't really want to look at. So like mental health issues, you know, I personally suffer from them. And so, so do a few other man, um, band members, sorry. And realistically, you know, as we've gone around, we realize that most people have some struggles like this. It's about everybody's struggles and the difficulties that people do find in their day-to-day lives. And that's really what we draw upon. So that would be the in chaos part. But then all the, all the fun parts and the success that you can gather and the experiences and the joy and the happiness of having a day-to-day life as well, right? So 
that's the beauty part and that's kind of the vibe we go for we you know we want to reflect on the bad times so when we have the good times we can enjoy them sort of things like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. my voice is <laughs> cracking i don't know why so you mentioned um having some mental health issues of, of your own are you uh okay getting into that yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, like um, I'm, I'm okay to talk about it. Um, basically, um, I suffer from a lot of self doubt and uh, a lot of anxiety, stroke, depression, and that is mainly due to the fact that I set the bar and standard for myself so high, and because I want to be very successful, no, no matter what I do, right? Whether it be music or my career or anything, obviously, I want it to be my music and do that but then it's the same for um my band as well right so we would we would we push ourselves every song that we do we always try and perfect on what we did last time and um yeah so we will push and push and then we'll burn out and i will burn out as well and you know i'm very i'm very hard on myself personally like i will like uh <laughs> you know i'm the worst i'm my own worst enemy if you get what i mean right Mm-hmm. And that can that can sometimes destroy me from uh, the inside out, which uh, yeah, like uh, it's, it's it's hard to you know describe sometimes. But being a musician as well, you're always going to be your own biggest critic. I find anybody in any sort of creative role, you're always going to judge yourself the worst. You know, that's what I find, especially when you're passionate about something. Yeah. Well, I'm not a doctor, Dale, but when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm hearing. And it can actually be treated now. Uh, psychology, mm-hmm. psychology has defined perfectionism as a mm-hmm. mental health disorder. Oh, really? I did not know that. And it, it sounds, sounds to me like perfectionism, which there's varying degrees of perfectionism. Uh, but if it starts to become along the lines of OCD, where it's actually interrupting mm-hmm. your life, um, mm-hmm. then they start to define it as less OCD and more perfectionism. Um, mm. See, I, I'm OCD about very selective things, like not in my life, but um, I wouldn't say it's more along the OCD side of things. It's more about, it's always about the bar and me always pushing it up an extra level and an extra level and then realizing that my expectations are sometimes too high for my own personal reality. If you get what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's perfectionism. So, Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah. pro- the problem with perfectionism is that it is one of the mental health disorders that is encouraged by society. And that's the problem, right? So Because the minute that you say, I want to do the best I can do, who's going to mm. tell you that you're wrong? Or who's going to tell you not mm. to do that? Or, that's yeah, sure. we want to push the bar. Well, that's really quite encouraged in society. Mm. So. That's the really difficult thing about perfectionism is it's gone from something people would brag about in a job interview. Oh, I'm a bit Mm -hmm. of a perfectionist to Mm -hmm. something that's been really flagged. And I've read some books recently from psychologists that are Mm -hmm. really outlining the difference between a healthy amount of drive Mm -hmm. of wanting to do the best you can do, wanting to, you know, set the bar, wanting to have standards. It's important to have standards. You have to have standards. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. But if you get to a point where you're becoming a micromanaging uh, manager mm. or something because you can't let people, you can't delegate because people are doing it wrong, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it gets to a point where I, I, it, I've experienced that um, with with people in my life, and um, I'm lucky enough to say that the micromanaging thing is something that I used to do, and now I don't because now I have total faith in the people that I work with. Right? Um, yeah. And uh, it's it's one of those things you I'm always learning and adapting. But for sure, man, I can under, I can definitely see why it would be a uh, a mental health disorder. That is. Definitely yeah, when I read about it, at first, I guess because it's so new, I was like, what do you mm. mean? Like, how? But it really varies all the way down from somebody can't get something done because they need to redo the to-do list for an hour. Mm. Making, yeah, sure, yeah. making sure that it looks right. Oh, that word doesn't look right. Oh, it's not in the right order. And so on and so forth to the point where they can't get anything done. Um all the way up to burning out at work because they can't delegate because somebody's doing it differently than they would. They're still ending up with the result, but they're doing it differently than they would. Uh, a lot of different uh, paths and avenues that it can go, but some of the marker, mm. some of the markers for it are like my standards are too high. Okay, well, and fucking mm. fucking lower them, Dale. <laughs> I, I don't know like, like but I, I, can't. I, I can't do it I can't that's literally me every time I go into the studio I'm like god damn it <laughs> but uh, no it's um, yes uh, definitely definitely you can see why that would uh, put so much pressure on anybody including myself because that's why I am <laughs> sometimes in the studio yeah but it's good with my band because with the band, uh, it's total, total equal creativity. So everybody has an equal say. So even if I want to be that, let's do it because it pushes my standards down. Yeah. Uh, hi, sorry. I will have, say, Norman or Rob or Jake or Andy go, no, 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 we need to do this for this reason. Because when I'm, in, when I'm playing music or I'm writing music, it's for my own personal relief. And that's the reason why I do it the most, right? And it's always to give me that comfort and, well, not com- well, yeah, comfort and the relief, but it's almost like my voice, you know, like my emotions are speaking when I'm playing. It sounds so cliche, but we always try to write a song to an emotion or an experience that we've had collectively between all five, or four, or five of us, sorry. And so they will guide me in the right way and I'll guide them in different ways so we get the best uh product well, i don't want to say product best song creative song that we can get that listeners will enjoy so yeah I, I, that's the only place where i'd say that my standards of pushing the bar and pushing the bar are pulled back because i have the support of my band right mm-hmm. so. yeah if you can keep it in check standards are very productive mm-hmm. all right we chatted about sleep and flames we chatted about leap of faith we chatted about within chaos there's beauty we chatted about uh, spring in Canada. We chatted about evolutionary biology. We asked about asking for help in life. Ask and ye mm-hmm. shall receive. Yeah. Everybody knows that one, but how many people are asking? Mm. I can't just ask. Well, no, Jesus said, baby. <laughs> A lot of people don't like being told no these days, so they're so afraid to um, <laughs> ask. That's what I find is the biggest cause for it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did ask. I received a no. Yeah, I, if I get a no, I just move on to the next thing. <laughs> I've, I've met so many people with that me- the, the mentality of like, well, that's it. They're like, they don't want no. Like, no, you're focusing your energy in the wrong place. If you said yeah. no, on to the next thing. That's it. Yeah, 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 baby. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> All right, boom. 
what else we chat about? We had a good chat about uh, perfectionism and mental health, and um, there's some some literature out there now that's updated. So anybody mm-hmm. listening in who's like, "Ooh, that kind of sounds like me," look into it because there actually I, I, is. I'm going to look into it after after yeah, this. There's sure. There is counseling and things for that sort of thing now. Um, yeah, that came up actually on a previous uh, episode I was recording today was addiction and how immediately in our head when we think addiction, we're thinking gambling, we're thinking alcohol, we're thinking drugs. But mm-hmm. you, you could be addicted to listening to podcasts. Yeah, you, yeah. And you can be addicted to a lot of things yeah. like playing the guitar for five hours a day when you finish work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like uh, all stuff. Yeah. And some addictions are encouraged. Once again, if somebody was like, oh, we're paying for his guitar lessons and all he does is play the guitar, this is great. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. He needs to do nah. other th- needs to do other things. For sure, for sure. That was me at one point, five hours a day, and then now I just do it an hour and uh, I go on to do other things in my personal life. Yes. But yeah, like uh, addictions can, yeah, they can arrive from many sort of avenues, to be honest. And yeah, mm. definitely an interesting concept. But uh we wanted to talk about leap of faith. Is that correct? Or we did talk I, about I, leap of faith. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah that's where the mental health can come on. It did. So, yeah. yeah. No, we, yeah. we we swirled out together. You've been, yeah, John. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how you want to call it, but we ended up having an amazing conversation about sleep and flames, evolutionary mm-hmm. biology, asking for help, mm-hmm. perfectionism, addiction, all related to the leap of faith that you took when you came to Kelowna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about your third cousin. We talked about talked about. Everything. Loads I, of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should wear. Do, I, I do. I do apologize about that. I was just making sure I'm still on form with the questions. That's all. <laughs> Is that perfectionism that we're talking about? It, it, it could be. Oh my god, did we do it right? <laughs> Well, and the other the other tidbit too is it's not in all aspects of life. So you'll only be a perfectionist mm-hmm. in certain aspects, but because all that energy is being funneled into it, it's usually pretty easy to tell because other things are going to be so opposite of perfect. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. There's only so much one person can strive for. I think you have to acknowledge when you've got to go. Okay, this thing is just going to be how it's always been and how it should be because I'm happy with it, right? Sort yeah. of thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. All right, baby. Uh, we stormed the empire today, and I also miyagi'd you. We did a little wax on, wax off, and we got. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I've learned something from you. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Hopefully you've learned something from me. <laughs> I have. Cool. All right. Well, Dale, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm.